0: welcome to the complete leader podcast giving leaders the tools
1: and information they need to grow and change their world now here's your host dale dixon the heart of workplace conflict this is the complete leader podcast everything you need to become a high performing leader i'm your host dale dixon we're in studio with andy johnson Uh, Soon-to-be Dr. Andy Johnson, also the author of Pushing Back Entropy, and Introvert Revolution. Andy is an executive coach and team health specialist who specializes in both prevention and mediation of conflict within organizations. As I said, author of Pushing Back Entropy, Moving Teams from Conflict to Health. In the book, he lays out a comprehensive model of conflict development that... Makes, uh, takes a mysterious subject and makes it much easier for all of us to understand and work through. Andy, thanks so much for being with us today. Thanks, Dale. Great to be here. So anybody who writes a book, I think it's fair to call that person an expert. Uh, okay, sure. <laughs> so, play along with me here. <laughs> right, um, right, And it's interesting to find somebody who would want to be an expert in conflict.
0: Yeah, when I find somebody who wants to be an expert in conflict, I'll let you know. That's not oh, me. it's not you. No. Okay. So my my being brought into expertise around conflict was of necessity. So like there's got to be a people, good story there. Yeah, well, there's multiple stories, uh, but there was one in particular that was kind of a life-altering conflict, and so I found myself really trying to understand it uh, passionately because it was affecting the way I was thinking about myself and my future and trying to understand what had happened in the past. And so uh, that's kind of my nature anyway. I, I like to dig deep and, and think about things and dig into the research. And so conflict became a subject that I was drawn into. And so now that I've understood it for my own sake, uh, what I've been able to do, I think, is to redeem those painful experiences and to help others in conflict. And I find, obviously, the workplace, there's no shortage of conflict there.
1: And I'm not going to let you off the hook that easy. So you definitely protect the names of the innocent and the guilty, but right. tell us the story. What was, the, what was that conflict?
0: Well, like? so the one, the one conflict, there have been many, but the one in particular was frankly related. You mentioned I had a book called Introvert Revolution. So uh, surprisingly, or maybe not, as an introvert and a leader in an organization, I had somebody who was an extrovert and a leader in that same organization take up a cause that said that because of my temperament, I was unfit to be a leader in the organization. And so they, while unfortunately, you were there. yeah, I'm, I'm leading in an organization. And so they took it upon themselves to form a, a critique committee, if you will. And so you can imagine where this thing went. And eventually, I ended up resigning from that organization as a result of that conflict that was targeted at me and really just that drove me into not only conflict but introversion as well
1: so out of that uh, what did you what are some of the key things you learned because i'm venturing a guess that somebody listening might the famous saying is we're all either in a crisis we're going into a crisis or we're coming out of a crisis so for the person who might be in a similar situation they're experiencing conflict at work you gave that specific story. What are some of the key items you learned that would help a listener?
0: Yeah, I, I really think I learned that the heart of conflict, as we're talking about it, is something that happens inside people that are, for various reasons, but a lot of times, I, the way I summarize it in the book, is that they, they have a demand that they've created And so a lot of times somebody stands in the way of me getting what I think I'm entitled to, and so uh, the proverbial expression is there's going to be hell to pay. And so conflict, a lot of times, and I find, again, this model that I developed out of personal experience and and other people's theories, I use it all the time. And, you know, it's I wouldn't say it's 100% correct, but, boy, most conflicts I see, I can see it, and I can identify the thing that that person wanted so badly That somebody else was going, unfortunately, to suffer as a result.
1: Mm. And we're talking about human nature and and human beings are not necessarily that easy to predict. So um, let's dive into this conversation about workplace conflict Mm -hmm. so uh, off the top of my head i'm thinking about basically two different camps around this number one we all agree that there's going to be conflict in the workplace there are those who are going to say i'm going to hit it head on just as fast as possible and then there are those who are going to say maybe if i ignore it it'll go away right
0: right (laughs) yeah the
1: the deniers
0: (laughs) and then the almost the attackers it yeah i think the answer is neither of those Uh, denial is not the answer no so I'm constantly trying to help organizations get ahead of the curve. In fact, the title of the book, Pushing Back Entropy, I did get a little pushback from my editor saying, entropy, are you kidding? You can't use that as a title. And I said, of course I can. Uh, it's a very important scientific concept that talks about the reality that when we don't do anything, things naturally go the other direction. So the person who denies conflict... They're really just setting themselves up for the inevitable. But the other person you mentioned that wants to attack it head on, uh, not always, but sometimes they, they may in fact be the perpetrator.
1: <laughs> and make it worse. They
0: could. They could exacerbate the conflict.
1: So, so as you understand it, how and where does conflict develop in an organization and what can we do to prevent it? Or is it something you want to prevent? There is healthy conflict, right?
0: Right. So, yeah, not, taking nothing away from other writers who have talked about you know, the, the opposite of conflict being groupthink. I concur with that idea. But when I'm talking about conflict, I'm very careful with teams to label it as destructive conflict. So that's kind of conflict I'm trying to help them, you know, alleviate, prevent, and, and just, you know, mediate their way through. So that, that kind of conflict, as we say in the title to the podcast, it starts inside the heart. I think if I was to use an example uh, one of the ones I like to use because it's somewhat shocking. And so you think about you know, Hitler's Germany and what was really going on there in terms of his conflict, if you will, against the Jewish people. He really begins to devalue them inside his mind, and then he starts a propaganda campaign to systematically degrade them as a species. And it's only after that kind of devaluation of someone and I see this, again, happening in a lot of lesser forms. But once you've devalued them, then we give ourselves permission to attack them. Most of the times it's nothing like Hitler. They're indirect attacks, slander, gossip, things of that nature. And then, as we've all seen, eventually that, that toxin in the workplace begins to impact lots of people.
1: And the perpetrator has justified it in right. his or her mind.
0: Yeah, typically. I mean, uh, there... I actually talk about it in the book, somebody gave me kudos for using the word evil. And I don't mean it religiously, I mean it psychologically. Philip Zimbardo, a famous psychologist behind the Stanford prison experiments, talks about evil as really being willful acts. I want to give us the benefit of the doubt. I think most people at work, they're not intentionally trying to hurt someone. So it's really happening inside their, their mind. And it's really through defense mechanisms. So they're beginning to rationalize the attack they're about to commit as they again devalue this person or they're projecting, you know, things that they don't like about themselves on others. And so it's really very much kind of an emotional intelligence driven model of the origin of conflict.
1: So for the, for the listener I want to to go back and make a very clear definition for what we're talking about as we talk about the heart of workplace conflict. There are really two types of conflict. Mm-hmm. There's a positive conflict that leads us to a better place. And then there's a negative conflict where conflict is tearing people down and creating discord inside the organization and preventing us from getting anything accomplished. Yep. Uh, yep. Personality-based? Is that the way you would say it?
0: Uh, no, I think we're all capable of doing it. So okay. I think it's, it's going to have a different flavor. So your personality is going to be part of it. In fact, I I talk a lot about what conflict isn't because I I see lots of excuses, quite frankly, as to why we're having conflict. And one of the most frequent answers I get to why does conflict exist or what causes it is, well, we're just different. Mm -hmm. And then I say, well, no, 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 wait a minute. That can't be the problem because I think that's the answer. I think diversity is something for us to celebrate and that rich variety of people around the workplace team is something we need to leverage. So I'm I'm not biting on that apple. That's not the problem. Once conflict emerges, it's interesting how that diversity does sort of play into it.
1: So understanding that the the differences in the conflict and that we're going after the negative aspect of conflict. Yeah. What is what's your vision for a conflict-free workplace?
0: So I wrote about it in the book. I'm again a little bit of a dreamer. So. I was talking about a, a vision that I had of a world with less conflict, where people learn to value each other, where we resist the urge to get what we feel entitled to when it comes at someone else's expense, where people, when they do hurt each other, admit it, repair the damage, and try with all that is in them to truly restore relationships. It's not a world where we fake it and pretend it doesn't exist or it didn't happen but a world where we look evil, injustice, and oppression in the eye, and when it's our reflection in the mirror and refuse to let it win.
1: Mm. I want to pause on repair it so that the person who says, whoa, my eyes are opened, uh, but now what? They need to walk away from these 12 to 15 minutes together with a clear path forward. Mm -hmm. What does that... How does that repair piece start? What does it look like? Um, because I think it's more than just, oh, I'm sorry. Right,
0: right, yeah. So, it. it but it, it begins not with I'm sorry. I sort of, That's. that's not my preferred language. It begins with what I call owning your stuff. Hmm. So if you know that you've done wrong by me and you're aware of it now, it really begins with coming clean, which I think we find is probably the hardest piece. Once we come clean, then a lot of times, depending on what it was, there may be a need for some level of restitution or restoration if there's been property that's been damaged in the course of things, somebody's reputation. How do I go back and try to make right what I've, you know, ruined? And then lastly, if I can really focus on that relationship and assure the other person that I'm taking concrete steps to avoid doing it again. If I'm really serious about regretting what I did, then I think it's reasonable that I have a a discernible plan of avoiding that behavior in the future. And if I assure you of that, I think it, it helps you tremendously to be able to perhaps trust me eventually and for the relationship to move back in the right direction.
1: Have you had a chance to witness a come clean conversation between two people?
0: I've had many. Yeah. One organization comes to mind. I they were both sort of hotheads, if you will, and so sometimes I talk about conflicts having sort of a, a single origin. This was definitely a mutual conflict, and so what, what I sometimes get the privilege to observe is when I'm interacting with people and just trying to help them, essentially you know, I'm holding a mirror up so they can see themselves. In this particular situation, they both saw themselves, and so it was really one of those magical moments where I saw Self-awareness in both parties. Um, and then that really moved into the things I was just talking about a minute ago, saying, I, I realize what I've done, how it's impacted you. Uh, I regret that sincerely, and I'm going to do everything I can to avoid it. And so the good news is with those two people, they've actually been practicing it for about the last 12 months. Oh, that is great yeah. to see.
1: Yeah. And and what, hap- what happens to their productivity in the workplace when those types oh, of things happen? Oh, it goes happen? through the
0: roof. Because – you think about the drain of energy, you know, just avoiding someone you're in a conflict with that you haven't resolved, just the extra length of walking around the long hallway versus going past their office, things like that. And, and we, you know, there's lots of statistics out in the research talking about just the huge amount of time managers are spending trying to resolve conflicts. So I'm saying there's this huge release of energy that comes back into the system when we can get conflict out of it.
1: Fantastic. Andy Johnson, the author of Pushing Back Entropy and Introvert Revolution. Thanks so much for your time.
0: Great. Great to be here.
1: And uh, we thank you for listening. Be sure and subscribe to the podcast and iTunes. While you are on iTunes, please rate this podcast. Hopefully it has earned a five-star rating from you. And we would be most grateful if you write a review of the podcast. Just a short couple sentences to let others know how it impacts you Uh, That helps us get more traction in iTunes. So we get this kind of content in front of more people, more ears hear it. We'd appreciate that. And for now, this is the Complete Leader Podcast. Everything you need to become a high-performing leader.
0: Thanks for listening to the Complete Leader Podcast. Find more online at thecompleteleader.org.